Hi, and welcome back to Backup Central's Restore It All podcast. This is your host, W. Curtis Preston, with an editor's note. We normally record these podcasts way in advance and then broadcast them at a later date. And this episode is no exception, but we went from doing things that way to actually recording some podcasts very quickly and getting them out because they were our coronavirus coverage. We did, I think, six episodes that were basically all about coronavirus and nothing but coronavirus and didn't discuss data protection hardly at all. We did that because we felt it was the most appropriate thing to do at the time. We'd now like to get back to the business that this podcast is about, which is data protection, disaster recovery, all things around that. I say all of that to just sort of address the fact that this episode and the next few episodes that you will hear were actually recorded before coronavirus became a thing. And so we're going to go from talking about nothing but coronavirus to not mentioning it at all. I thought it was appropriate to have this editor's note to tell you just that. So with that, enjoy this episode that was recorded in November of 2019. I think that makes a perfect sound advice. Yay, I'm done. I'll see you later. <laughs> so good, good, good job, My Persona. Wisdom. Persona wisdom. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag Persona wisdom. You could restore it all. And rescue me from Hi, and welcome to Backup Central's Restore It All. This is your host, W. Curtis Preston. And with me, as always, is Prasanna Maliandi joining us from Northern California. How's it going, Prasanna? Good, Curtis. How are you doing? I have good news, bad news, not so good, or be better news. Um, the good news is, you know, after submitting an FCC complaint and having the Cox replace so I had a combined cable modem and access point, right? Gotcha. Uh, and we were having, I don't know, so many drops a day. I, I, I told you about this, right? And Oh, I've heard all about yeah, this. Yeah, <laughs> I know you have. And you were, you were the one that gave me the advice to do the FCC complaint, which actually did absolutely did get me a, an entirely different level of tech. And, you know, they checked everything. And, and eventually I was like, you know what? The one thing we haven't tried is replacing the... Um, the router, which one of the reasons that I didn't think of doing that was because we had already replaced it. We had replaced the the previous one, the, the exact, well, not the exact same model. There was a slight upgrade when they replaced, they replaced it with warrant, you know, over warranty. Uh, so I'm like, I already replaced that. So it can't be that. That's what I kept thinking. But then eventually after they did all the stuff they did, I said, look, let's just, just for grins, let's try just for grins. Let's take it out of the loop. Right. And so now I have a I have a separate cable modem, and I already had an Apple AirStation, and it's been 24 hours with no outages, which is the first time that's happened in months. Oh my gosh! So in the end, it looks like it was my Netgear C6300, which so that's the good news. You know what the bad news is? What? The modem costs 180 dollars. What the cable modem? You should be able to get like a Motorola SB6183 or one of those. Yeah. So, it, which support Doxis 3.1. That should be like so 90 this, bucks. I, I agree. Maybe it should be. But I went shopping 
and they all tend to be in the 150 plus range, the 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 3.1 ones. So that's my good news and bad news. So what uh, what about you? What's going on over there? You remember how last week you had storms yeah. down there? Well, this week nice. it's our turn. It finally, I think it was freezing yesterday or overnight, and now it's probably in the 50s. And I think we're supposed to get some rain, which is good because in Northern California, as you can imagine, everything gets very dry during the summer and forest fires are awful. Forest fires are indeed awful. They are a necessary part of the forest, though. I remember. Yeah. Yep. Forest is what opens up the pine cone seas that then allows the next generation to start. I, I hear an animal. That is my puppy. That is begging me as I'm recording once again from home. Oh, she's to is it a he or like, she? Okay, I want to sit on your. Okay, it's a he, and he's like, I want to come jump up on your lap. So while you are talking to Curtis, you, I can also be listening. You, you can whimper. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's on my lap, and he's perfectly happy. Oh, well, that's good. I feel better mm-hmm. for the. I feel what? What's your? His name is Kulfi. Kulfi. That's quite the name. Yeah, it's actually Indian ice cream. Oh, okay. Could have been named Papadum, you know, and that would have, that would have been <laughs> exactly. a weird name for a dog. Yeah, or Jalebi. So <laughs> in the end, we decided uh, Kulfi was a good name, and it's apt for him. Well, uh, let's see. Oh, um, do our standard disclaimer. Uh, um, Prasanna and I do work for Druva, but this is not a Druva podcast. The opinions that you hear are our own. We would love to hear from you. So if you've got, you know, if you want to talk backup and DR or archive or, you know, whatever then this is the place to do it. But speaking of which, you know, there's something that's been coming up lately, and it's this idea of uh, egress charges. So this is a phenomenon that is, I think, unique to the IAAS vendors, where if you've got some data up there, whether it's stored, let's say, in, you know, Azure Blob storage or um, AWS EBS, it they 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 basically <laughs> they punish you for taking it away, right? Um, oh yeah, yeah. Easy to take. They want you to bring data to the cloud. It's always free. There's no but, ingress charges, yep. right? It's always free to bring in data. Well, there's no network fee for bringing. Well, there's in a data. there's a storage fee, right? Yeah, there's a storage, yeah. and there's also request pricing and right. everything else. So just to be right. clear, okay. <laughs> Let's talk about what egress charges are or transfer charges. I I think that that might be the appropriate term. When you're transferring data out of a, and, and, and this is really a storage concept, right? So you're transferring it from EBS to something else, from S3 to something else, you're going to pay some type of transfer charge. There are exceptions where you don't pay it, but the, it's more like they are the exceptions. The, the rule is the charge. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <Right>? yeah. Yep. <laughs> right. And definitely, if you transfer it out, you're definitely going to pay. Transfer it right? out to the internet. Transfer yes. it, yeah, out to the internet. The and and if you transfer it between regions, you're going to pay. And the, then there's a question as to whether or not you you may or may not pay when you're transferring between accounts within the same region. And and again, we're speaking specifically of Amazon, but there are other cloud providers, and all the rules are different. You know, depends on. Uh, I think the rules are incentivize they they incentivize you to keep your data there. Oh, for sure, because they want you to bring more data in. I think the other thing as well is that for customers, they may just see the storage pricing, 
but you really have to dig in and run one of their TCO calculators to really figure out based on my request pricing, based on my transfer in, transfer out pricing, based on my storage pricing, what is my total overall cost? Right. The reason why I was saying the they definitely are incentivizing you to keep it there because it's definitely, although there is a charge to transfer data from say S3 in one region to S3 in another region, it's significantly less than the charge for the same thing to go out to the internet. Right. So, uh, oh, you know, oh, definitely <laughs> like it's nine cents a gigabyte for out to the internet, whereas it's one cent per gigabyte uh, one to well, it's one to two cents, depending on which region you're copying to. And I'm looking at it; the charges are different depending on which region you're coming from and which region you're going to. It's very complicated. But the point, like the the thing to understand, is that when you're transferring data out of a cloud resource to either another cloud resource or out to the internet, such as doing a restore or an exfiltration of your data out to some other resource, you will probably pay transfer charges. Uh, you may you may not under certain exceptions. Does that does that sound like a blanket yeah, yeah. enough statement? That is. And I think one thing to also be aware of is you have to be careful if you're also going over private or public IPs because your VPC or whatever your account may be configured to send all data out to the internet, mm-hmm. even though it might still be within the account. So just be careful mm-hmm. of how things are configured and what endpoints you are accessing. Yeah. <laughs> this is why, like, I know we have, you know, Druva has an entire group of people who their job is to look at our Amazon bill and to uh, optimize it, <laughs> right? Yep. Go line by line by line. Yeah. What is this charge and why are we getting this charge, right? Um, yeah. And so the, the the reason why this is, I'm bringing this up, is it it factors into how people decide to protect their data. I think that the proper thing to do, like if you're talking a native Amazon resource, I think the proper thing to do with that resource would be to copy it to another account in another region. I think that that makes sense to me from a security and availability standpoint, right? Yep. Um, And I just want to acknowledge that. Wait, wait, Curtis, wait, wait, wait. It's, does this fall under your three, two, oh, one yeah. rule? <laughs> I haven't heard that in weeks. It sort of falls under the, it depends on how you look at it, the two or the one, because the idea is get this data into another place where something that could affect your primary won't also affect your secondary, right? Um, so this this sort of falls under the one, get that data offsite. And by offsite, I mean, Remove it as much as you can from the primary. And the best way to do that is another region and another account. Uh, I'd actually do the mm-hmm. other account first and other region second, right? Because the... Ah, so here's the thing. Do you want to nuance three, two, one for the cloud? Yeah, it's, it'll get complicated. But but uh. I, I think the concept still applies, right? Um, and it's it's just about separating the data from the things mm-hmm. that might do damage to that data. There's a reason that this often comes up is we'll make a recommendation, you know, Mr. Customer, you should you should protect your data in this way and put it in another region and another account, account right? Thank you. 
then the customer realizes that they're going to get these charges and, and, and it gives them an incentive to not do that. And that just really stinks. But I, I'll say this, I, I think I can draw an analogy between these egress charges and the cost of, say, Iron Mountain back in the day. Iron Mountain wasn't free, but you did it because you needed it. So I, I think this is similar where it's not going to be free to do this. It's not going to be free to store the data over there. And it's not going to be free to copy it over there. But if you need it, you should use it. Exactly. And another area where this pops up is, you know, right now we don't yet have native support for native resources that are running in Azure or GCP. But we can put an agent, because we have source side dedupe and block level incremental forever backups, we can back up a VM wherever. And so we can put our the Phoenix agent on something in Azure or GCP or frankly anywhere that a VM uh, would run. And we can back that up using source side dedupe. And then the first thing that people would say is, well, you're going to get egress charges. And just being honest here, this is the bad kind of egress charge. It's going to be the biggest one where you're paying per gigabyte for the fee to transfer data out of that provider. But I would remind uh, someone thinking about that, that it's a deduped number, right? It's a block level incremental deduped number, which should offset that price difference, right? So if you're staying within Azure, you'll get a lower charge per gigabyte, but you'll transfer more gigabytes. But if you do a block level incremental forever, you'll get a higher charge per gigabyte, but you'll have a lower number of gigabytes to transfer. Does that, that all, did that all come out in English? It made perfect sense in my head when I was saying it. It does make sense. Um, I think, like you said, the key is the fact that this is deduplicated data. But I think what you really should also be thinking about is how long are you storing these copies for? Because the longer you store these copies, that's where the deduplication and keeping less backend storage could potentially offset that transfer cost that you're paying up front. Exactly. And then the more, basically, the more you get out of dedupe, the less that transfer cost hurts. One of the things I've said in the past is because if I'm going to get a transfer charge to, to, to copy it to another region, and I'm going to get a transfer charge if I copy it over to another provider because I'm using a, a different, you know, a vendor that uses a different provider, I make the blanket statement that there, that there's no way to properly back up a cloud resource like that without some kind of transfer charge is what I'm saying. Because one way or another, you're going to have to take the data right, out. So. Right. Because no one wants to be codespaces.com, right? Where they where they didn't do any of this. They, they backed up all their Amazon stuff to a single account in a single region. And then they made it even worse by not having two-factor uh, two authentication. Hacker logged in and just deleted their account overnight. And they ceased to exist as a company. And that, that's what we're trying to prevent from. I was just going through in my head if there was another opportunity that a customer might still keep it within, say, Azure or Google, but use different accounts, different regions, and the benefits of that versus going out over the... I hope that at some point we'll have native support for Azure resources and GCP resources. And I, and I know that you know we've got people looking into that, right? I, I hope we have that support because I do think that's the way to, to go, right? That's the proper way to back up AWS. It's the proper way to back up Azure. All I'm saying is... I don't think the egress charge sort of claim is a valid reason for dinging the way we do it today. There's a long list of why you would want to do it 
the proper way, why you would want to do it the native way, such as DR. If you're not doing native Azure backup, then you're not going to be able to do DR of Azure instances. You'll only be able to do file level recovery or app level of recovery. You won't be able to do DR. And that's a big deal. Yep. Which is important. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And and Mm -hmm. just one last thing to add is people think that the per gigabyte cost of doing these egress charges are super high, but it may be a small amount versus the overall cost when you factor in deduplication, compression, everything else that also happens. So don't be scared because you see a two cent, a one cent, a nine cent number. Look at it in terms of your overall cost. Agreed. I I think that's a great thing to say is to just don't immediately dismiss an approach because it has a transfer charge associated with it. Just look at your overall cost of the different options. I, I wouldn't say ignore the one cent or nine cent a gigabyte because it's not free and it adds up, but just look at it in terms of the overall cost of whatever it is you're doing. I think that makes a perfect sound advice. Yay. I'm done. I'll see you later. <laughs> so good, good, good job. My persona. wisdom. Persona wisdom. Hashtag, hashtag persona wisdom. We'll see if we can get that going. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks persona for another great podcast. We'll, uh, I want to thank everybody for listening. And with that, we will wrap things up and make sure to subscribe so that you can restore it all. isn't worth a spit finally i needed your backup you had a chance to fix it instead it's all jacked up see how i'll write on facebook about you don't underestimate the things that i will do there was a file but i deleted it too bad your backup system isn't worth a spit
makeup run Hoping that just for once it'll be completely done Maybe one day it'll all look out Your source of